0: Praise God. How are we doing Saginaw first? Amen. Let's give God a big hand clap in this place this morning. Come on. Even in the midst of, even in the midst of, even in the midst of everything that's happening in this world, we still give you praise, we still give you honor, and we still give you glory, Lord Jesus Christ. This world will not silence my praise. Amen. 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 We thank you, Lord God. Let's pray. We thank you, Lord God, for who you are. We thank you for our pastors, Pastor Curt and Tony Lee, God, that you are watching over them, that you are keeping them, and God, granting them rest this morning, Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for this body called Saginaw First, Lord God, and and that everyone connected to it who have family members who may be going through even this morning, God, that you would visit them this morning, God, whether they be in the building or at their homes, God. I pray that the anointing of God would flow from this place. Place today, I command it in the name of Jesus Christ, God. And we pray blessings would flow from this place, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, everyone said, Amen. Amen. It is good to be back home with you all this morning. Blessings to be with you all. This morning, I want to speak from the scripture of the gospel of John chapter 15, verse 17. John chapter 15, verse 17. And here, Christ is speaking to his disciples And as he is speaking to them, he is basically taking them back to Sunday School 101. Everybody say, Sunday School 101. Let me hear you say it. You remember Sunday School, the place that you like to go, and if you didn't like to get up and go to it, you loved to go for the donuts. Remember the donuts? Sunday school, the glazed donuts. I would go for the glazed donuts back at Saginaw 1st when they had it downstairs. Mark, you remember when they had it downstairs, Pastor Tim had the donuts down there, so. Now listen, Sunday school 101 was simple. It was this. It was whenever they asked you a question, remember they would ask you a question, they would say what's green and what's got 12 legs and running across the room and you would go, oh, oh, oh I know the answer. The answer is Jesus. And your friend would say, I don't know the answer, but I know I'm out of here right now, okay? Back in Sunday School 101, the answer was always Jesus. And I want to let you know something. Regardless of what we're facing in this world today, church, the answer is still Jesus. Come on. The answer is still Jesus. Don't let this world fool you. The answer is still Jesus. Jesus, and we need to remember that. Jesus is talking to his disciples in this passage of scripture, and he takes them back to literally Sunday school one-on-one. I don't have a prophetic word for you this morning. I don't. What I do believe I have this morning, Pastor Nichols, is I believe that I have a prophetic command for the body of Christ. Pastor Kurt has been preaching on and challenging us to remember the promises of God. But this morning, I want you to remember a command from God. And Sunday School 101 simply says this in John chapter 15, verse 17. Jesus is speaking to the disciples, and he says, This is my command, not my suggestion, and not my option to you. Christ didn't show up and say, You know what I suggest you do? Because he knows how humans respond to suggestions. He didn't say, hey, let me give you a couple options on how you should treat one another. Because he knows how humans respond to options. He said, I command you. And here's what I command. I command that you love one another. I've come with a prophetic command to just remind us what Christ has commanded us as children of god to do in a world that is doing the opposite i command you to love one another another god knew that what cain would do to abel if he did not know how to love from the beginning we saw what hate could do god knew that esau and jacob would be torn in two if they didn't know how to love, God knew that Joseph would be betrayed by his brothers and so due to a lack of love. God knew what would happen if there was hatred instead of love. God knew when Joseph's brothers came back and he had to stand before Joseph that Joseph would have to obey the command to love and to forgive so that his family and generations could move on. The word command, let me give you a Greek study early. The word command in the Greek, it is pronounced enteleomai. Everybody say enteleomai. Entelium. Sounds like some cool word. Enteleomai. here's what it means. It means to order or command. To order or command. It is the same word that is used when Jesus is being tempted in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights and the enemy takes him to a cliff and tells him to toss himself from a cliff and he reminds Christ he says yeah he says if you are the son of god just toss yourself on this cliff because doesn't the word of god say that god will command his angels he will you my his angels concerning you and not even your feet will be scratched god commanded the angels and he's commanding us as children of God. It is the same word that God uses when he challenges us to love one another, mai. It is the same word that Christ, is, that Christ used in what we refer to as believers as the Great Commission when he says, go to all the world. I command you to go to all the world and to preach the gospel. I mai you to go to all the world and preach the gospel. Isn't it interesting? that he would use the same word in regards to our relationships with one another as individuals that he would use in us reaching the world? What is he telling us? He's telling us this. He's saying if you are going to reach the world, you've got to do it through love. And if you're going to live amongst one another, you've got to do it and use love. Come on, let me see you. Clap your hands. This is a command. This is an order. It is not a suggestion. I've come to remind you, yes, of the promise of God, but I've also come to remind you of proper protocol as believers. Regardless of what our skin color is, this world does not give us our orders. Our orders come from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And tell your mind. God has commanded that we love each other. Intelliomai, God has demanded and commanded and ordered that we love one another. Intelliomai, God has commanded. My four kids, whenever they get a little rowdy amongst each other, I have to show up and I have to say to them, hey, go downstairs and tell your brothers and sisters, Go tell them dad said cut that out. And one of them comes back downstairs. Daddy said, Stop it. You want a prophetic word? Here's one for you. Daddy said, Stop it. What are we doing to one another? It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. It's sickening. What are we teaching the next generation? When we pull up to a school and we tell them before they hop out of a car, hey, now when you get there, you play nice with others. And when you get there, you treat other people with respect. And you be kind. And then we pull off and go do the opposite. And tell your oh, mind. Kind of prophetic word for us. God said, daddy said, stop it. What are we doing to one another? Oh my gosh. If you're anything like me, you've had a few nights where tears have rolled down your eyes. If you're anything like me, you've had in a few nights where you've laid on the floor and just went into just a, a deep intercession for our country and begin to pray for what's happening in our country. It is not our responsibilities as Christians to turn an eye to what is happening. It is our responsibility to begin to fight and begin to pray. Begin to fight and begin to pray. He was known as the Apostle of Love. His name was John, the Apostle John. He was the brother of Thunder. He was at the Mount Transfiguration. He raised Jerry's daughter from the dead. He was there when Jesus raised Jerry's daughter from the dead? He was there when when Peter's mother was healed of a fever. He saw Jesus do this. He was there when Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. He wrote the Gospel of First, Second, Third John in the Book of Revelations. Jesus uh, literally was on the cross and looked at his mother Mary and said, "Mary, John's going to be taking care of you from now on." He was known as an apostle of love. He was the young man who leaned up against Jesus at the the last supper and Jesus uh, pointed out to him who would betray him. He revealed Judas. He was known as the one that Jesus loved. Often he referred to himself as such. You got a brother like that always trying to tell you he daddy and mama's favorite, right? John is known for speaking of love more than 25 times in his writings. And here's what theologians say. I'm going to tell you two stories about him. Theologians say that John was persecuted. And, and in Rome, what they did is they gathered his, they, they they captured him, and they wanted to kill him. So what they did is they dipped him in hot tar. They expected to boil him and for him to die. Theologians say that when they dropped him in, nothing happened. He came back out he was unscathed and everyone who had came to watch this man die bowed their knee and gave their life to Christ because they saw his love John understood something I'm telling him I have a command to love you thought you came to watch me burn but all you're gonna see is my love you say, I'm in love with the king. They bowed their knee because he followed a the command. They bowed their knee because he followed a command. You will know what this world, what will cause them to bow their knee and want our God. If we'll just follow the command to love. If we follow the command, they will bow their knee and say, I want your God. Theologians tell another story about the Apostle John. They talk about how in his older age he he would teach to his disciples and he ended up in in Ephesus and he would teach at the church of Ephesus but he was so weak. That an elderly at the time, that his disciples would carry him in front of the congregation. And when he would sit in front of the congregation, they all gathered to hear this man who had seen all these things that Christ had did. He was the apostle John. He was there. I mean, he saw all the cool things that Jesus did. He was on the Mount of Transfiguration. I read all the stuff. He was on the island of Patmos when the book of Revelation, the revelation was given to him. Awesome stuff. And now he's at the church of Ephesus. It's like, man, T.D. Jakes is coming to our church this morning. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. And they get him up there. And they sit him down. And here's what comes out of his mouth. Little children love each other. And then he was done. They were a little confused. They brought him back the next week, and they brought him back, and everybody was excited. Oh, surely he's going to say something awesome! Now he's the last remaining apostle. He's seen that Christ. he He's seen all this stuff. He comes in, they land, and sit him in front of the congregation, and he says, "Everybody, just lean this way, because this is going to get deep. Just lean, just lean, just lean, just lean this way." He says, "Little children." Love one another. I'm done. They bring him back again. He says the same thing and he says, I'm done. And finally his disciples said, why do you keep doing that? And he says, because of all the things I've seen, the revelations that I have, the time I spent with Christ physically. He said, I have learned one thing, that if you will do this one thing, if you will love one another, you would have fulfilled the entire law. His message echoes today. Brothers and sisters, love one another. It is his command. It is not an option. In John 13, verse 34 through 35, he says a new commandment I give to you. Love one another as I have loved you. You must love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples. By what kind of car you drive, everybody will know you're Christ's disciple. By, By how big your tithe is, everybody will know that you are Christ's disciple. Well, I bet you if you read the Bible, the whole thing this month, everybody will know you're Christ's disciple. That's not what he said. He gave you a much harder task. He gave us a much harder task. If we raise somebody from the dead, everybody would know we're Christ's disciple. That's not what he said. He gave us a much harder task. He says, if you love one another. They will know then that you are my disciple. If you love one another, if you can see past color, if you can see past economics and past the politics of it all, and if you can live past and beyond each other's faults, if, if you can ask for forgiveness, if you can give forgiveness, if you can be compassionate for those who might have less than you, if you can say, if you're hungry and I'm hungry and I got the food, baby, we are eating tonight, then then they will know that you are Christians by your love. So the question is, do we? Do we love one another? Do we love one another? And I said this the last time I was here, I'm sure of it. If everybody in my circle looks like me, it's time for me to invite somebody to have a cup of coffee. Question is, is has your circle changed since the last time I've been here? Build intentional relationships with people who don't look like you to prove to this world that people who don't look alike can still love one another and get along. Could it be that we have spent more time studying and trying to perform the supernatural instead of the super simple? We want to raise the dead in Jesus' name, and yet we haven't figured out how to love the living. Raise me back to life for what? To dislike me? We want to give sight to the blind, and yet we live with our eyes closed to our brothers' and sisters' needs. We have applauded the prophetic but we have underestimated the power of just being polite. The world is absent of acts of kindness right now. And I know as Christians, we like really deep stuff. See, John three sixteen just ain't enough for us no more. But in John 3, 16, Christ still gives us the foundation. He says, for God's soul. That's as deep as it's ever going to get. Nothing else matters without love. Corinthians says you can have all things, you can do all things, you can have all gifts, but if you do not have love, it is a resounding clong, just a loud noise. It's no deeper than love. It's, that's as deep as it's going to get. That's the deep side of the pool. Love. Doesn't matter if you raise the dead. Doesn't matter if you give sight back to the blind. If you don't know how to love the people you raised and the people you gave sight to. Love. You guys remember the song? We are one in the spirit. We are one, come on, in the Lord We are one in the Spirit We are one in the Lord And we pray that one day Our unities restored, And they'll know that we are Christians By our love, By our love. Yes, they'll know that we are by our love. Yeah. Yeah. 2020 has called the body of Christ back to basics. 2020 has called us back to Sunday School 101. And if we fail Sunday School 101 on the issue of loving one another, then we fail the world. It's gonna be hard to be a city on the hill when I'm struggling to be a candle in a dark room. The truth is if you want to shine brightly in this day and age, all you gotta do is love. Don't you let people drive love from your heart. We are suffering the greatest attack love that I've seen in my personal lifetime. And I hate coronavirus, but there was one thing that I did see that made me, that made me applaud the world, mankind. It was this. It was the fact that for just a moment, race didn't matter. For just a moment, we were just fighting an invisible enemy, Sal. We was just Fighting an invisible enemy. We just wanted to win. And you could cut the television on and there were faces of heroes. Everybody was a hero. People were coming to the rescue. We were just fighting something we couldn't see. And we didn't care what color the other person was. We were just fighting together. It reminded me of football. I didn't care about what color my teammates were. What color is your jersey is what I was concerned about. I'm wrapping this up. For just a moment, we had it right. We were under attack and still are, but for just a moment, we stopped looking at this outer suit. We just started fighting something we couldn't see together and there were faces of heroes. And then all of a sudden, we went back to doing what we were doing. We've got to keep love in the middle in the focus and in the center. Leon, worship team, if you would come. I'm going to close out here this morning. But before I do that, I want to read this scripture. In Colossians 315, it's a beautiful scripture. That I've been standing on through this whole time to just keep my heart right. Because here's the truth this time is a challenge and challenging for the best of us. And if you're not careful, your heart will go wrong. Even the best of us. If you're not careful, your heart will start hardening you start believing the lies about one another. We'll start believing the lies that we've heard and things we've been taught about one another when the truth is, is we're just made in God's image. We're just made in God's image. We all bleed red. We all want what's best for our children. We all were created with a destiny and a purpose. And if we stop loving one another, we lose. Colossians says this, And let the peace of God or the love of God rule in your hearts. Colossians 3.15 And let the peace or love of God rule in your heart. Let me paint this picture as I close. That word, rule, it's the Greek word. And that Greek word there, it literally means let the peace of God, it means let the peace of God, umpire or referee your heart. Let the peace, let the love of God be the referee or the umpire of your heart. When Paul wrote it, he was writing it from a picture of sports and athletes during his day and time. It was a word they would use for the person who umpired or refereed the sporting games. In the love of God. Umpire or referee your heart. In other words, don't let the world call the shots and tell you how to play the game. God has already set the rules and rule number one, love the Lord your God with all your heart. Rule number two, love each other as you love yourself. And all of the commandments are fulfilled in these two. See, the love of God will tell you, you'll see something on TV that's not right and the love of God will go, wait a minute, that's a tech. That's not right. See, the love of God will tell you to tell you, well, it, it, it'll take <whistles> travel. The love of God will tell you, hey, 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 sorry, you stepped out of bounce. stepped out of bounce. I'm all going that way. The love, the love of God, the peace of God will tell you. See, the world's trying to steal your peace, It's trying to steal your love, and God's trying to umpire, a referee your life. Fireball. Because the enemy's throwing all type of things at you. They're all coming. At the love of God. Umpire, referee your life. This world doesn't set the rules, God has already made a command. 2020 we was all excited we said man it's gonna be uh, uh, 2020 it's gonna be 2020 vision I'm gonna see what God's called me to do 2020 vision ooh 2020 vision and then we found out it was 2020 vision it wasn't 2020 vision looking out it was 2020 vision looking in and we didn't like what we saw because God was putting a mirror up before mankind and saying, look how you treat Hereby. You're here this morning. And just by a show of hands, we won't have you come to the altar, but we'll pray for you right where you're at. Just by a show of hands, you say, Brian, I make a new commitment. Not that I did not love, but I make a new commitment, a fresh commitment to love, to obey the command to love. Let me raise, see your hand. Let me see your hand. I make a new, not that I didn't, but I make a fresh commitment to do so. Father God, you see every hand in this room right now in the name of Jesus Christ. And God, we right now make a commitment to be that city that's on a hill, Lord God, that shines brightly, Lord God, that candle in a dark room, Lord God. God, we, we if we have to, we'll start a, a revival through acts of kindness because it will just be the opposite of the, the cruel things that we see happening in this world towards one another, Lord God. God, we pray for our city. We pray for our state. We pray for our country, Lord Jesus Christ. Begin to pray, church, right now. You said if we would humble ourselves and if we would pray that you would heal our land and, God, our land needs healing. Our land needs healing. Our land needs healing. We call out to you, Father God, Our land needs healing, Lord Jesus Christ. We are believers. We are not helpless. Prayer is a powerful thing, acts of kindness are a powerful thing. The ability to love is a powerful thing. God, we refuse to allow our hearts to grow hard in the midst of it. We will keep our hearts soft. God, I pray for family members in this room who might be sick. We pray for disease and sickness to go in the name of Jesus Christ. We rebuke it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And God, we remember that we are but made in the image of God today. We pray that the justice of God will sweep our land and the mercy of God would come back and sweep through it as well too, Lord Jesus Christ. We break the lies and the perceptions, God, that have been built up, not by you, but by secular society and the enemy, Lord Jesus Christ. Lies that cause us to hate one another, Lord Jesus. Daddy God, we love you. Maybe you're here this morning, you say, I don't even know Jesus Christ, Brian, but I want to know Jesus Christ. If that's you, if that's you, just wave at me right now. Just wave at me right now. Is that anybody this morning? Just wave. We'll say this prayer all together. Say, Lord God, I ask that you will come into my heart. I believe that you died on the cross, but I also believe that you rose again. You love me, and I choose to love you in Jesus' mighty name. Let me say this, and I am going to be seated. Everybody looking at me. Let the peace and the love of God referee your life. Just like the Spirit of God will tell you to go this way instead of that way. Take that job instead of this job. He is trying to tell us how to. make our way and maneuver our way through what we're facing right now. The ultimate goal is to come out of this season in history with a heart that still knows how to love people. It is the entelemi of God. It is the command of God. and God just had me take the right turn and I met a young lady and I said how you doing and the moment I said it a tear kind of came out of her eye so I inquired further and she said my boyfriend just died of coronavirus she said I shouldn't even be at work she said I'm so hurt and she just began to cry she just began to weep now I couldn't grab hands with him, pray with her but I wanted to let her know That as soon as I walk out of here, I'm going to pray for you. I came back a couple days later intentionally looking to see if I might run into her because she worked there. And what I realized was that she was so blessed by what happened because it was just an act of kindness. That somebody was willing to stop, look, and listen. Man, I think we might start a revival if we just learn how to be nice to each other. Come on, let's give God a big hand clap in this place. Come on.
1: Well, thank you, Pastor Brian. What a what an amazing message. Uh, it, and to some of us it may seem simple, but it could be, in a sense, almost more complicated that we are called first to love people mother whether they look like us act like us have what we have whatever that is we're first called to be an example for jesus to love one another Mm, that's so powerful can we give it up one more time pastor brian just an awesome awesome message yeah i'll just pray over us one last time before we close lord we thank you again for your powerful presence in this place God, we thank you for just a great reminder this morning that we are called first to love you. We are called to take that action, to look inward, and to love one another. We're such a a powerful example of who you are when we're able to do this, Lord. So I pray that you would just help us as we go home, as we have lunch, whatever we're doing this afternoon. God, would we just let this message just overtake our hearts and just help remind us when we're going into work tomorrow, whatever we're doing, to love those around us. Regardless of what they look like, regardless of what they've done to us, regardless of even maybe a previous relationship with these people, God, just help us to be an example for you and to love one another as you have commanded us to. We love you, Lord. Just pray we'd continue to feel your presence throughout the rest of the week as, as we get ready together together again next week. We love you, God. Just pray a blessing over this week, and in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we love you guys. Have an awesome week, and we are excited to see you here next week.